Footy Prime the Podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Greg, and Donna, Jimmy, JC. Hello there, football fans. Welcome to Footy Prime Match Day One. It's started, it's begun with a bang. What an absolute instant classic today between Qatar and Ecuador. I'm James Sharman. Jimmy Brennan's here. Craig Forrest, Dan Wong, JC's uh, lurking somewhere as well. Um, It's not often, though, we see great games, is it, to start the World Cup? But any concerns we had about Qatar, Jimmy? Um, as a footballing nation, as far as the team themselves, um, pretty much backed up, weren't they? That was a pathetic performance. It was a rotten performance. It was terrible. I mean, if you looked, what they they had a couple of chances, um, just really that came out of nothing. One one was a long ball over top. Guy strikes it, just lands on top of the net. Another build up play where down the line and Greg cross goes into the box. And I mean, how he missed that header and didn't he hit the target with that? I think my youngest Makai might've headed that one home, but overall I was just, I was disappointed with the performance. I didn't think they were played well considering as well, how long that team's been together. They just look so unorganized all over the park, you know, and even, even the one goal that, that, the Ecuador scores and Valencia is at the back stick. He must have been laughing because he's looking across the line and all he's seeing is numbers because nobody's looking at him. Ball comes in the box, gray header into the back of the net. But 
you just think there'll be a hell of a lot more chemistry within that team and organization than what they actually show, considering how long they've all been together and playing together now. A lot of pressure on them, though, eh, Jimmy? On Qatar? Yeah, a lot of pressure. I mean, this is also applies to games coming up, and like, say Canada's watching that game, and the players will probably watch it at some point. I think they were training at the same time, but um, there's a chance, you know, that obviously on the big stage, too, you don't know exactly how players are going to perform, especially ones that haven't been anywhere close to that no you're right and i think but you know when you look at at the end of the day i think everybody's got pressure it's how you're going to handle it and i don't think a lot of their players rose up to the occasion did they um and i think a lot of their players don't play at at a high high level where they're dealing with pressure week in and week out um one thing that i'm not worried about with our national team i think everybody can deal with the pressure Everybody's playing at a good, good level, big crowds, big games that they're playing for. Um, and I think that makes a massive difference as well. Mm-hmm. But what, what's strange though, this team won the Asian Cup in 2019. They had a pretty good Gold Cup as well, where they surprised a lot of people. And like I said, they had like a camp for six months or something. And, but the organization wasn't there. So maybe they bought, maybe they bought the Asian Cup. I don't know. There's got to be a reason for it. There was a a lot of different players back then than what there is now, and this is only a couple of years later. Mm. Completely different squad than what we saw, especially in the Gold Cup, where we were like, hey, that that team's not bad, by the way. I think they all play in domestic football, too. Yeah, all Qatari-based. I mean, after this World Cup's over, there's one of the eight stadiums going to be left and used. And that's where I do give Qatar some credit. Um, In previous tournaments, be it soccer or rugby, a smaller host nation with years to prepare often, how, how do I put it? They procure talent from outside their boundaries, right? I remember the, the World Cup of Rugby in Japan, 2003, and they were called the Cherry Blacks, the Japanese team, because half of them were ex-All Blacks. And there was this weird kind of rule that allowed them to play. They were really old All Blacks who hadn't played for a few years. Graham Bashop was one of them. So they actually had a pretty good team because there weren't many Japanese players. It was actually a farce and they changed the rules. But at least Qatari stuck with domestic-based players. Um, but I don't know, do you, do you need the host nation to do something at the World Cup to keep the energy going? I don't know if you saw the stands, that there were people leaving by the droves at about yeah. the 55-minute mark. Well, it's actually the first home nation that has ever lost a home opener. And I think that they started doing it. Was it FIFA started doing it in, was it 2006 or something where they said, okay, the home nation will play the first match. And this is the first time that a home nation actually lost its opening match. What was, what was tougher to watch? Was it the, uh, the, the match or the opening ceremony? First pub team to also lose the first match. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think our local pub team would beat them? Well, they play Ooh, them I some Irish. Right, if you had a couple of weeks to train, you know, get them fit. Give them yeah. a month or two, right? They, they played some Irish team, right? Um, not long ago, a low division team, and the Irish team won. Well, this is interesting, team. fellas, because uh, Sharms on the Footy Prime account asked for some questions, and this is right. I'm going to throw this in. Uh, Ryan at BMBR Man 85 says, this being the opening match immediately brings me to thinking, a 48-team tournament, every second match will be this bad to watch. It's not a question, but... Will it be this bad to watch 48 game like 48 teams? This He's is got a point. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Yeah. Like this was game. I mean, that first goal by Ecuador, they were it was they were running circles around Qatar immediately. Yeah. 
well, two minutes in, right, they scored a goal. Yeah. Now, it was ruled yeah. off for VAR for an offside, which I don't quite understand. I mean, maybe no. it was, but that, that's he, not what he VAR's was about. By a fleas ball hair. Yeah. He was off Frank, because there was Frank's only one. one ball hair. You've, I think people forget as well that you've, you've got to have two defenders that are back, right, behind the ball. And the yeah, nobody situation ever was there was only the everybody forgets the goalkeeper is part of that two man that has to be right. back. Right, and that's why a lot of the times too, when you see a center back trying to step up, and a player gets in behind, he's offside, forgetting that the goalkeeper is also a defender. So in well, that situation, funny, there was one one guy on the line, and he's behind everybody, so he's technically offside. Jimmy, that was the other question on Twitter that someone threw down: "What's offside?" Oh, <laughs> so you just you, you just described it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll frustrate people that have ever you know involved in football watching it too i would think because it frustrates us too so we'll we'll also say that right but yeah these well it allowed the conspiracy these are incredibly close calls and um it, sometimes it takes it allowed the conspiracy theorists to come it out started right away didn't it uh, yeah yeah Ooh, it's fixed is it mine or is that craig's internet right now i, don't know, I think it's mine no oh, is it I don't <laughs> probably know. one two three four five, five six, six seven, seven eight. eight yeah it's yours oh. craig is it yeah. Okay. Well, going back, it's charms quickly when you, you talked about, well, my internet hopefully works a, a little bit delayed, but um, Qatar is using, you know, their own players as such and not hunting around. In 1950, the population of Qatar was under 25,000 people. So you're not talking about like most countries like Morocco, a lot of their players are born outside, the mass majority of them born outside. They're, you, you know, the immigration in Europe to other countries, so they benefited from that. It's not like Qatari has got any like, the generational people that have moved away from there. You know what I mean? You mean there's not a little Qatar in Toronto? <laughs> <laughs> think of that. 24,000 yeah, It really is tiny. Well, that's one of the reasons why it shouldn't have had it in the first place. I understand you want to grow the World Cup. Well, they wouldn't have got it in 1950. <laughs> well, it depends who's running FIFA by that point, right? <laughs> well, they didn't know they had an oil field there. That, that changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah the old yeah. natural gas changed things up. Oh, um linfield is a team by the way they played um when was it back in uh june qatar played northern irish champions linfield in a friendly and uh linfield won two one that's a wow mm. there you go or, or maybe we should be giving ecuador some credit though hey jimmy ecuador actually i mean you're playing a bad team. It's not always easy to play bad teams, is it? In some no. ways, but, I mean, they look decent. Charms, look, I think, uh, you know, some sometimes people don't realize as well when you're playing against a lower team like that, it's easy to drop your standard and you end up playing on the same same level as them. Um, and I thought Qatar, uh, Ecuador didn't allow that today. I thought, you know, they were very much on the front foot. I thought they, they were very organized, um, closed down well, created great opportunities. Um, they they didn't allow themselves to drop that standard, and I think you see that an awful lot of times. An awful lot of times when you're playing against teams that are a little bit disorganized and and really not up to standard, as uh, some teams do find it difficult. Um, and at the end of the day, look, it's your first match, first game of the World Cup, and you don't care how you get it, but you want those three points and you want to win the match. And I thought Ecuador did it quite comfortably today. And now they got their easiest game out of the way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the warm up for him. It's actually a good yeah. starting game. But like sure. Ryan on Twitter said, he said, you know, man, get used to these kind of games because 48 teams in four years' time. Watch out. Watch out. 
this is true. Sorry, fellas, was that unwatchable? I know we watched it, but if this the, the was not a World Cup game, this was not a World Cup game, and you were shifting through some, you know, you were you were doing a uh, a Brendan Dunlop and trying to find a game, a footy game on TV, would you watch this game? That's that's more of my question because that's where your forty eight games come in. If there's wall to wall soccer, yeah, that's a lot of football. Next time, Jesus, not if it wasn't the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Not if it wasn't the, the interesting thing about you know we we talked about this before and but for a lot of listeners maybe that are just listening because of the World Cup and that is that you can put forty eight club teams best club teams in the world quite easily and have a really good tournament um, internationally it, it it's not that deep right and Qatar is a good example goalkeeper's not great but what do you do you look around for another one you can't go buy one like a club can yeah you, know, you, you buy the best of everything that's why the Premier League and all the you know, five leagues in Europe and such and such, they can afford the best players and Brazilians are all playing over there and whatnot. So yeah, it's incredibly watered down and it, it will affect the standard by a, by a long yeah. way, but it'll also make FIFA a lot more money. And, and also that's, that's the fact, but there's also the fact that it's going to give a lot of countries, uh, even in CONCACAF, if you think of the Caribbean islands, the small ones that never had a chance before, will will have a dream that they can actually get there because there might be as many as 10 CONCACAF teams there. Yeah. Do you know when you look at it as well and you think, okay, when you when you have 24 teams there, you you appreciate it so much because the grind and how hard it is to get there and you really do have the best number of teams in the world playing. But now if you're going to go up to, what is it, 48? Like you're going to get teams that just have no business being at a World Cup. Yeah, sure, it's great for the rest of the world because then they can participate and they've got somebody to cheer for and mm-hmm. – you know, more revenue and dollars and sponsorships from all these countries that are coming into play, but it becomes watered down and you just feel like the, the prestige is gone a little bit and you've got to wait two weeks before they get down to the final 16 before you really start to enjoy the, mm. the football and how competitive it is. I'm wondering, fellas, you know how in, at Wimbledon, U.S. Open at the Grand Slams, they have that week of qualifying? I'm wondering if that could be a way to narrow down some of these teams, like the 32, 33rd to the 48th. And that gets, you know, that first week, you not, it's a knockout. It's a knockout. You're talking about it from a sporting point of view. Oh, I am. I That's know, the I know. problem. Sorry. They won't gain this. Sporting or Sorry, I can't believe that I'm yeah. thinking this as a sporting. Well, these are going to be groups of three teams, right? <laughs> groups yeah. of th- think about this. Groups of three teams. Imagine that last game in so many of these groups. Oh, my and, God. And the collusion. Yeah. It's going to be... A farce. Yes, JC. So, are you saying that three teams are going to play at the same, like play each other? Yeah, at the, the same time. Yeah, like, like the groups now, but there'll be three team groups, not four. No, no, no. Oh, so they're three not playing next. three yeah. teams three, on the same pitch. Three, three goalposts at the same time. <laughs> oh, you're, you're thinking <laughs> the three teams on the pitch at the same time? Yeah, you said yeah. groups of three. I thought you meant they play because that'd be. Cool. I'd watch that. So where were, the, where were the teams? I know. I saw your eyes light up. There was. Would you put the, an extra set of goals in, like on on the sides? Yeah. Of the field? Oh, for sure. You have like this one. It's like a triangle. And yeah. then um, I guess if you get it, you can score on the other two. But, you know, you can't. But maybe I don't know. But I just that's what I thought you meant. So it makes sense. I think we should reinvent the game because it's, it's just not working right now. It's like the XFL, you know, kind of. But yeah, yeah. Only that done well. Yeah, did great. He hate me. Jimmy, remember the uh, training sessions when they used to have like four goals? Did, yeah. but you'd have two teams, but you'd have four goals in each corner of the pitch or. And yeah. different size pitches too, right? But man, that was fun. 
It, it took us all of we have the opening of uh, the FIFA World Cup, and it took us all twelve minutes to get into get into uh, footy prime mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I know the two teams playing each other on these rectangle fields is kind of done, right? So maybe it's time to evolve, right? If you don't keep moving, you're dead, right? So I think maybe by by twenty thirty, we can have these triangular pitches. Yeah, because the, the game isn't quite big enough, is it? You know, like- no. No. It doesn't work. We saw no, that it's today. Not successful at all. Yeah, I'm sure they can adjust all the stadiums as well to go from mm. rectangle to triangle. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a great idea, JC. That's yeah. why you're on the really show. Good idea, now and again, you, you you poke us and you ask questions that otherwise we wouldn't ask, and that's important. They're the questions that need to be asked. They are. Yeah. They are absolutely necessary. The because... offside. The offside. I would say for people that are just getting into the game, if they know hockey well in Canada, it's a moving blue line. Mm. Basically, the blue line would run with the last defender or second last defender, technically, but we'll (laughs) leave the goalkeeper alone. So that's what it is. It just moves up and down. So you just can't be... Smart Craig Forrest. Yeah. 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 So that that, that last... Today, the confusion was that last defender doesn't count. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. See? It's easy. Very good, Craig. I like that one. Yeah, the moving moving blue line. line. That's good. That's... I like yeah. it. So what's icing? Maybe that's what they'll start doing now. Like the old <laughs> hockey puck on Fox. Remember the old glowing yeah. puck? Yeah. Yeah, the glowing yeah. puck. It lasted. Everybody hated that. Maybe they'll just have a blue line that runs up. Not everybody, Craig. I that's loved it. it. Yeah. I did too. Like a slap shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you enjoy Gianni Infantino's speech yesterday? Did you watch it? Anyone? I did. Basically, see it, defending yeah. Qatar to the yeah. hilt. Well, Dan is the most interesting guy I've ever talked about when he when you talk about role rounded and people honestly he's brilliant and not just because he's here Wonger but Dan Dan who <laughs> yeah Dan, I know <laughs> Wong Dan Wong it's amazing are Dan Wong this everything one is not, we we see things that are black and white and everything is not that way you know there's there's good there's bad there's you know we can look at everybody but the U S you know in four years time Canada we all have something they could point a finger mm-hmm. at and so. There is some truth to that. In Europe and colonialism, okay, we, we know all that, right? That's that's true. But I think also at the same time, it's like we're not talking about that at the moment. What we're talking about is this. And four years ago, we talked about it as well, the way the gays people were treated in Russia and blah, blah, blah. But there's also eight other countries, I think, or eight total, I think, that is forbidden to be gay in those countries at the World Cup, not just Qatar. So what are we talking about here? Like it's, we can all throw stones, but not when we live in glass houses and, and we have to be careful of that because I think everything I'm wearing is from China. And why is that? Because we can pay cheaper prices because small hands, ex- smaller hands, small hands and faster and they're faster, exploiting, right? Faster. But you're right though. We are, we're all, we're all hypocrites. We are to a certain so, degree. So yeah. what's the solution then? Just don't play soccer. Don't have World Cups or find some neutral ground in the ocean, a floating pitch, a floating triangular pitch. No, Maybe. I mean, I, I think if for some other reason, too. I mean, look what's happening in Qatar. This, a lot of this is happening in other countries, too. It's not just there. Right. So but what, what has brought the spotlight to it? It's football. It's not the human watch groups. It's it's football that has brought the lights to it. So the game put, is put on a lot of pressure to solve human problems and world problems and it's that's really unfair as well i think on on fifa so everybody's going to slam fifa and that and i think the president there for years to come until the whole mood changes and the whole 
you know, thing uh, has changed at the top. And I think it has, and it is changing. Um, but until it does, you're always going to have things like that. They're just going to, you'd never be able to say the right thing. No and it doesn't what. help either when the, the president looks just like the guy from Team America. Does it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Not the guy in the sex scene. <laughs> Gary, Gary, suck my cock. <laughs> is, that, is that Captain America or something? Yeah, that's Team America. Oh, Team, Team America. America. Is that different? It's very, it's very yeah. different. <laughs> you have to see it, Craig. It's one of the greatest cinematic cinematic. Well, you should see the time. sex scene I'm talking about. It's unbelievable. No, the, yeah, the puppets, right? The yeah. 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 It just got better and better. And he lays a deuce. She lays a <laughs> really deuce in did. his chest. Really did. <laughs> it is good. It's incredible. Jimmy hasn't seen it, obviously, because you'd be laughing. He'd oh, know. Jimmy would love it. You haven't seen it, Jimmy? You must yeah. have seen it. Puppet, puppet Cleveland steamer, Jimmy. Jimmy, honestly. I'm, I'm Cleveland not steamer. No. I'm not one for puppets either. But I'll send it to you, that, Jimmy. You well, watch. you are, because you're watching it, so you are one for it. <laughs> That's a one. Muppet. He's a Muppet, uh, not yeah, a puppet. A Muppet. <laughs> it's more from the... But yeah, and listen, you, you're right there, Greg. You are, right? FIFA will always be criticized, and there's nothing he can say, right? They, they've kind of dug their own grave. Um, and wherever they put it, every country's got its story, and it's got a, a dubious past or present. It just it happens that mm-hmm. Qatar right now has an extremely dubious present on mm-hmm. certain issues, right? Um, but... You gotta play the game somewhere, I suppose. But I don't, I don't know. It's, it's all well beyond my uh, my IQ to make any sense of it all. But I'm um, glad it so- started, eh? I'm glad that we got it started because now we can talk about you know football and it's going to be heavy, boys. I tell you what, we're going to start kicking off. Most this is the shortest World Cup since 1978. You got so- you're like a wealth of information today. He's like oh he has spent God. the entire game now researching. I got give nothing him the think- internet and look what happens. Yeah. That's what he said earlier. I got nothing to do, and I'm just doing all these stats. He called me earlier. This guy told yeah. me so many stats, my head was exploding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got, you know Canada's the 12th, 12th biggest uh, country by population at the World Cup? Yeah, 12th. 12th. That's not, that's not very interesting, though, is it? Tell it them, like tell first them. or 30th, 32nd, maybe, but 12th. Yeah, tell them, tell them the other stat about the, the Qatari group population because i know you want to talk about that as well well we did already you weren't listening were you no we, i just we twenty-five thousand. no when he talked the whole group did you talk oh, you about mean the, the, the what are you talking about the whole the whole group when you called when you called me earlier you oh, told me about the whole a. group and what the yes and group what the population a. was for the oh. whole group fuck i thought you're talking like just talking about people like as a group no the whole anyway so what is it yeah it's the smallest group in population. It's uh, <laughs> all four countries combined. It's 40, 44 and a half million people. Fucking hell. So we went deep, deep into the internet. Hey, the shit I was listening to earlier today. <laughs> and you wonder why my fucking head was about to explode. Hold on a minute, Jimmy. I don't give a shit. I'm just looking at a date with Forrest Gump. Jesus. <laughs> oh, he's Rain Man. It's a 281 match sticks. Oh, any uh, any info about tomorrow's game? So you got the Dutch up against Senegal, and we got uh England up against Iran and the States Wales. Iran's interesting. Lots of reports from that camp about divisions in the room, like significant divisions. We're not talking about, you know, tactical divisions or you know, club divisions like actual yeah. authorities against the people divisions it's, it's going to be the, i think the team to watch and that match takes on such intrigue now beyond the football yeah it certainly does when was the last time they played i want to say 98 2000 they 
they played in France, I think, against Iran. It was a big deal. Yeah, it was because it was uh, Clinton was a uh, president at the time. I think. Yeah, there was uh, a lot more going on specifically about that uh, around right. that at the time. But I feel for the players. They, I know in a press conference, the player they put up there, um, he sent condolences to all the families of lost people in this struggle and mm. sort of behind the people. But that might not be the case right through the dressing room. and then, Or it might be. But what do they do? You know, like they're under incredible pressure. I mean, talking about like just a different world that we're just not capable of really fathoming here. You know, like their families live there. They this is a really sick. They got 15,000, what, in prisons or something like this? And they're talking yeah. about executions. and Like, it's incredible well, stuff and these guys are so, under. Craig, you're totally right, because actionable, actionable political movement, it's so difficult when you're in that position, right? Mm-hmm. To take a stand when we talked about it before, when your family yeah. is, hey, don't say anything bad, because your family, you know, we don't want anything to happen to them. It's That's basically, right. you know, the whole mafiosa, but it's... Uh, right. a government and then on the other hand you got countries that are coming out of you know problems and wars and you know these types of things that do really well because galvanizing the country croatia is a great example of that um works differently but you got this where you got a country split and yeah. and even if they wanted i think most of them are behind their people but they have no they can't really say it yeah, are I the wonder, pro are, are the pro Brexit and the anti Brexit going to get together for and cheer for the English team? It's a big problem in the room, I think, in England. In <laughs> it's like, what's going to yeah. happen here? Yeah, you got Harry Kane on one side, and then and then you have uh, I can't think of one other England player right now off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're pro Brexit. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, Brexit affects them. Yeah, I not, wonder, not so much. I, I think they're okay. I wonder if if Iran though. I mean. Obviously, look, it's it's such a difficult situation. Um, but I wonder if they've actually had a, a team meeting where they all sat together and just said, look, we've, we've got to put our political views aside here and and focus on, on, on the task at hand. And, you know, this is going to be an opportunity where hopefully we can get the whole country watching. We represent this country um, and come together as one and, and put all the differences aside. Because well, I think you're right. I think that that'll be absolutely the case. And Carlos Queros is a uh, manager, right? I mean, he needed yeah. a ton of experience at international level and in that region too. So yeah. he'll know what he's doing as far as the team, but he'll have to do the best he can. And I think there's a certain things that are just out of his hands too. He's had enough though, hasn't he? You see him storm at the press conference because questions about um, women's rights and safety yeah. in Iran. He just storms out, which is never a good look. Fuck it, so much pressure put on these guys. Okay, if they ask non-football questions, you just don't. Get what answer do you want? What do you expect? That's one thing I've always wondered about these kind of issues. As serious as they are, what do you expect a football person to really say that it's going to make yeah. a difference? They're, they're football people. They're mm. not. They, they shouldn't be politicians. I'm not sure what their, you know, knowledge is. Their expertise on on geopolitical issues probably not great. No. Well, I, I mean, the ones that do know it really well, and uh, the coach of um, uh, Kerr. Uh, um, Golden State Warriors. Um, Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr. Yeah. He's a sport guy, but his, his dad has a, was uh, killed. He was um, an ambassador. Yeah, he of, was murdered. So he, he, when he speaks, I listen. I because he's actually very well educated in it, and you can tell he's educated, and he means best for people. So there are people that use a platform in that way that uh, are very knowledgeable, and I and I like it. Yeah. And I like it from that when they do. Yeah. It. Then you got guys like Theo Fleury that in Canada, and you're just like. What the fuck? Yeah. 
just no, it, it is difficult. You can imagine what the manager's going through as Jeez. well, right? He's trying to prepare for a World Cup, mm. you know, and he's trying to forget about everything right now and focus on what he's paid to do, and that's organize this this team and get them ready. And you want football questions, and you know, there's probably a, a moment where him and the team just want to get away from everything and just focus on on football, but they seem to not be able to because questions just keep coming up all the time. And it takes him away from football, distracts mm-hmm. him from football. Right. They'd be better off doing doing press conferences, unfortunately. But they they have to, and they have to they put have themselves to. there. And there's a big uh, obligation from FIFA to do that. Uh, I don't know if they'd be they'd stop it at some point if they kept going. But I mean, I guess at the end of the day, they want all this you know access. And well, it's also let's let's be honest. It's not it's, you guys keep saying it's it's not fair. And I I, I the media like. I don't know, to Sharma's point, I don't know what they're looking for an answer from a, a guy who's gone over to, to be a manager somewhere. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. his place or why, you know, why that's a big... I understand they have a platform at this point, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really... It's not going to do anything. Unless it's it's different, though, right? is, it, is it different on the club level? Like Eddie Howe, for example, decides to join a club that's owned by a very controversial state, right? It's his choice. Um it's always been controversial. When he walked into that job, he knew it was controversial. Should he be forced to answer questions about why, as opposed to perhaps an international manager who, who maybe something happened or, or evolved since he took the job? Yeah. But he has been asked, Charms. I mean, it's not something that he has, he's def- deflected from. I mean, he oh, no, I know, I know, but, but should he? Yeah. Is, is that different, though, from the international manager? Well, no, but the thing is, too, you got to look at you guys know firsthand as well. The the press, the press is there, and they're they're always trying to lure you in. They're trying to get the hook in the mouth, make you say something, because then it sells, and then it's controversy, and it's oh, look what this manager said. And mm-hmm. before you know it, you're on the front page of the news, and they're always trying to lure you in and just entice yeah, you they, to say they, something. They, we are. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, can you imagine if they're trying to they're trying to sucker you in to say something, and then once you say something, you guys know they pounce on it. Yeah. So you could see the, the manager's probably getting frustrated because he's probably going, "You keep asking me these questions all the time. You're just waiting for me to say something, and then all hell's mm-hmm. going to break loose because I might I might say the wrong thing that him some walking, people don't agree with." Him walking out was a big deal. That's all they needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. On good news is, is uh, you see Alfonso Davies interview with our boy Duffy, yeah, for hey. the match today, and uh, just did a fun. <laughs> saying, "Yeah, he's good to go. He's ready for for Belgium. He's still mm. got a week left. He was training today, as was Stacchio, who was uh, hobbled as well. Apparently, Boriam is out there too. Um, are you confident now that all is well, or do you think there's some some mind games happening here as well? What's what's your kind of gut?" feel for the kind of feeling right is that herman john is probably like fonzie what are you saying this for i've got all this going on i got borean in doubt i got uh, uh stachio in doubt i got fonzie in doubt and then you go on there and you just say i'm fine unless he's not <laughs> fine unless he's not fine maybe he's not fine maybe he's done uh, yeah well <laughs> it's brilliant he's, he's just fine he's had two weeks off he got a niggle Nothing wrong with them. Yeah. Hamstrings, Jimmy, break down some hamstrings for us. What's what's a hamstring niggle, and what are the concerns? What's the the route back to full health, and and what are your where's your confidence meter with Fonzi being healthy for Wednesday? Very, very, very good for him to say that he's ready to go and he's playing. And like nobody knows 
your own body more than yourself, right? And he's probably had loads of hamstrings and thigh niggles. And if it's a low, low grade strain, he'll know that he can get back and get fitting up in, in no time, which is a couple of weeks, which is great. I mean, look, obviously if he, if he tore it, it's a different story. He's out for six weeks or so, and that's a nightmare. But if he's had a low little strain, just little tweak, you know, he says he's fine. He's ready to go. And like I said, nobody knows your body better than you. So if he's saying that, because a lot of the times too, right? Like if, if I had a, an injury or a hamstring and I could still feel it, I might say, yeah, I want to play, but I'm telling my physio going, look, I can, I can feel it a little bit. It's still bothering me a little bit. I know there's something there, but if he's, if he's coming out saying that he's fine, he's ready to play, then I'm sure he's good. Well, that's good news. So the game Wednesday you know, would not let him go a foot mm. outside of Germany if no. there was anything wrong with him. In but fact, if there was a qualifying segment, he would not be there. No. And you know he's got he's had the X-rays and everything, and they've well, they've they, gone they right. Don't X-ray, they scan. Detail. X-ray doesn't show anything in it, but well, the scan. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know he's this. Done, this he's done a scan to make sure that he's all right. This might sound a little fetishist, but I want to see uh, a picture of Jimmy Brennan's toenails versus Alfonso Davies' toenails. <laughs> I want to see how far a 21, 22 year olds good-looking toenails look like to our. Forty mm, something year old former yeah. Nottingham Forest. Uh, I, I would tell you, I would never be a foot model. That's for sure. <laughs> At what point, he, though, did, Jimmy? Did you take your socks off and went, "Holy shit, they're just horrible." I mean, twenty one. Oh, I'm sure they were fine. No, they weren't. Thirty. No, they weren't even men. No, even back then, man, their nails were falling off and all beat up. I remember when you're young, you go to the beach and you're just digging your feet under the sand to bury them so nobody can stare at them. <laughs> well, how about that? It would, get, it would get that deep. It looked like I had no feet, just ankles. Jimmy, Jimmy had Howard Hughes toenails all curled up. Oh, yeah. How about uh, we went on that boat cruise and the guy, the captain says, uh, can I just ask everybody to take their shoes off? Jimmy's like, he's looking at me like, I don't know. I don't want to do I don't this. know if they want to see my toes. <laughs> I really don't want to take them off right here, guys. You know it's bad even when a shropodist is coming in before – before training, cut everybody's nails, and he's just looking around the dressing room, going, "Guys, your feet are disgusting." And I think that's a big. It's important that the audience understand where we stand on toes as a podcast. We welcome all sorts of toes. Jimmy we're is welcoming our podcast, right? Very we inclusive. Are, we're very inclusive. Other other pods aren't inclusive. Don't allow it. And I think you've got to stand up and make a point. So, Jimmy, we don't care about your feet. You're always welcome. Thank you, guys. Hey, let's. I want everybody to understand. Like all, all the toes are there. <laughs> okay, there's five on the left. There's five on the right. Just the nails are a little bit beat up from my career, which was my tools. And, and now bacteria has set in. Oh, do you have fungus? Do you have, toe, do you have toe fungus? Has to be. They're all. They're all mangled. Hey, they're just beat up. I, wore, I used to wear tight, tight boots, right? So the nails would f- come off all the time, or something. You get a player standing on your feet. Oh. You'd have to. We used to have needles as well, right? That you just stick them in your through your toenails to take ah, all the blood out and the pressure. Oh, no. right. Remember that? You said you used to light it. You used to remember that. You used to light, you guys, light the needle. I'll tell you guys a story about that. You light the needle. They would stick a needle down yeah. the nail of it, and this guy Neil Thompson was in the bath in the shower. His nail was black and it was hurting like hell. He stuck it sort of between the toe and the nail, and he got it right in there, and he squeezed it. And this black shit came out and hit the fucking ceiling. Yeah. I pressurized. That's the pressure. Yeah. Oh. It was disgusting. But yeah. it was like, oh. 
And what was that? Yeah. It feels lovely. I don't get I don't get grossed relief. out that often. But this is like on the on the cusp, fellas. I'm telling you, the <laughs> the relief is unbelievable. Like straight away, like the right the, away, the initial, yeah. Every, uh, yeah, all the it's blood, worth the initial pain. All the blood just comes right out, and it's like oh, like a gusset, a fountain of blood. Yeah, just oozes out. Ugh. But the worst thing is because if you go too deep, then you hit the nail blade with the needle, and that hurts like hell. You're like a cat in a hot tin roof. You are bouncing everywhere. See, these are the stories we don't hear about, right? You know, you see footballers' lives, these glamorous lives, making good money, playing a game, you know, and they've got the pretty girls, the fast cars, everything's there. We don't hear these stories, the truth. We need these more often. Can you see this? I've got like a nail thing going on this. This nail, it's like a groove. See that? Yeah. See? What is yeah. that? Is yeah. that your lunch under your fingernail? What is no. it? <laughs> it's a long nail, actually. Well, one, it might actually. be a quick, but, you got to push look, your quick back. Look, what is it, though? Like, is it a sign of like an, I don't know, I've got... I'm deficient since well, did you hurt like that anything? finger yeah. in any state? It's today. If you hurt the finger, was it ever black? No, it's never black. And it just started oh. it's, as it's growing, the nail's growing, that's getting longer. It started off a little dent right where it meets the uh the cuticle. Yeah. And now as it's growing, it's like taking over the whole nail. Am I, I dying? Know. Is what I'm asking. That's it's nothing wrong with that though. You can, nothing, we're all dying, well, Charms. We're all it's, dying. It's okay. uh well that's good. That Jimmy's toes are priceless. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, boys and girls. Um, as I mentioned, Canada's playing on Wednesday. Wonger, Footy Prime is representing. We oh, are, at least some of us are, anyway. Well, we'll see if you we we'll see you in the crowd if you can't actually sit on the stage. We're going to be at the Rec Room in downtown Toronto at a pre-match launch. We're going to be doing a pod from one until two at the Rec Room. Visit hashtag ninety minutes stat holiday or 90minutes.ca, you'll see Craig Forrest, you'll see Jimmy Brennan, you'll see Jeff Cole, and you'll see Wonger. We're all going to be there, and we're going to have a blast. I've got some pictures. I'm going to do a little video video display for the guys. We'll, we'll be uncovering all kind of our dark undersides for the show. Can I ask a question? Because I know it's, it's uh, for a lot of people out there, they, they don't know if they can watch the game. And this is a big factor. Um, so, we, you know... People are trying to find out where are we going to watch the game. Like, we are. We are. Uh, I'm not going to answer this. I one. know we're trying to word this properly for everybody. Uh, because So, we've knock on the door. We don't but. want to get in trouble, but we're going to be there at the pre-launch, the pre-match, and then we're going to watch the game somewhere. So, if we're at the rec room, we will watch the game somewhere around there. It sounds like a 90-minute <laughs> stat holiday. It really is a 90-minute stat holiday. That's mm. what we're going to be doing. Now, if the audience ask, I'm sure there'll be a, a Q&A session, right? Will, will Jimmy show his feet if they ask to see his feet? Oh, come Ooh. on. No. Why? What, do you want to throw people <laughs> off for lunch, man? Like, there might be some weird fuck? people there with, with like this foot fetish and want to see like gnarly feet. Man. Carrie Ryan, Dave Starkey might want to see these feet. No. No, you're not going to show them? Only, oh, only your, only your boat riding friends. That's all. That's it. It might be an airborne disease. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> but Wonga, where do we find out more information? Ninety minutes.ca. Yep, ninety minutes.ca. And let's make sure we had a couple of winners. Uh, were guys showing us their bets on North Star bets because, uh, you know, Ecuador. We also are going to do a poll every day. Uh, Craig has to jump, but we're going to be doing a poll every day on Footy Prime. So check it out, play it out. It's funny. Uh, most people pick Ecuador to win. Circuit. Most people play, uh, chose Ecuador to win. It was like, ask the audience. 
75% chose Ecuador. So so everyone picked the right team today. Could cool. be interesting tomorrow. Craig's left for another interview. I hope, hope they enjoy his internet as much as we did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and don't forget, listen, while the World Cup continues, uh, FuboTV.com slash Footy Prime um, support us. Basically, it's yeah, the most important Lots thing. of great content. It's great Exclusive. content throughout the World Cup as well. You yep. can find one soccer there, uh, yep. daily content. Uh, it's just going to be a celebration of football this month. So uh, get it. <laughs> it's going to say something terrible there, but I'm not going to. Okay. Even for Footy Prime, that would have been taking it too far. I'll tell you guys off camera. Um, all right. So that's about it then. Jimmy, are you, are you in uh, Sportsnet tomorrow with me? Yes, I am. Sure. All right, yes, Jimmy, I am, buddy. Fine. Looking forward to it again. And don't forget, um, shamansproper.ca. You want some pies for your, your viewing pleasure. Yep. Until proper.ca. Um, until Canada is out. Yeah, Use until Canada crashes promo out. So code. It's probably December 20th, around there. Yep. Uh, promo, use code. promo code Footy Prime. One nice. checkout and orders oh, over good. 60 bucks. And uh, had some people in the store actually yesterday who had heard it on the podcast. So it's working. That's great. You bringing some tomorrow? Uh, no, Jimmy. I'm yeah, not. Perfect. I'm well, check day. out. Fellas, where are you Wait guys going to be all – I want to promote you guys too. You're going to be at Sportsnet. And where else, Jimmy? I know you're hitting some other broadcasters. I'm doing CBC as well. Amazing. So For we're going to be games. awesome. So think of it this way, everyone listening. Match days equals pod drop. We are endeavoring to make sure you have a pod every single day of match day during FIFA Qatar 22. And those early games, there's some pretty bad ones, right? 5 a.m. So you may as well just listen to us. Yep. You know, while watching those. You may as well, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. Let's fully prime the podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Like Wonga said, we'll be back tomorrow with three games to talk about. Ooh, interesting. Ooh. See you then, everyone. Keep buying newspapers. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG.